Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It's Peter Schwartz back with you here on The Fan on this Saturday morning. We're going to get back to your phone calls at 877-337-6666. But first, we're going to talk a little Giants football with Art Stapleton from NorthJersey.com. And the record as the Giants began their preseason at Ford Field Friday night with a 21-16 Loss to the Lions, and we welcome in Art Stapleton. Art, Peter Schwartz, how are you? What's up, Peter? How you doing? Long time. Yes, it's been way too long, and, and hopefully get to see you in, in person at some point, either this preseason or during the season. It's been uh, way, way too long, but let's get into this uh, opening you know, preseason game for, for Big Blue. As, as you think back on this 21-16 loss, uh, give me two or three takeaways that you have from the game. Well, I know a bunch of guys that they expect to contribute to this team on opening night, uh, September 10th against the Dallas Cowboys, were uh, in uniform on the sideline and didn't step in between the lines, i tell you that much. Uh, they took their joint practices this week against the Lions and said, you know what, we got all the work we needed to get. So uh, all the big names of the Giants that you anticipated were on the sideline. They did not play tonight. Uh, but there were some things to look at for the Giants, and I think uh, the rookies that they're going to expect to contribute uh, did a pretty good job. Jalen Hyatt, unfortunately, uh, took a pass at the line of scrimmage and was decked right before he had a chance to get going. I think it was a minus four yards. But uh, the the best thing I'd say for the Giants tonight was probably John Michael Schmitz, their rookie center. Uh, he has really taken over that job as we expected uh, this was his first chance, you know, in a pro atmosphere in, you know, uh, I don't want to call it hostile, it's preseason, but uh, from all indications, he did well when I saw him play. He did well in uh, in terms of run blocking, but also in pass protection. He was standing up some guys. Now, granted, it's against the Lions, you know, backups or their second team mm-hmm. or whatever you want to call it. Uh, but I think John Michael Schmitz is probably the best thing coming out of here for the Giants. Uh, and there were a couple nicks and bruises for some guys who played, but for the most part, uh, they leave Detroit here after a week of, of practices and a preseason game uh, healthy and intact with guys, and guys are coming back as well for next week. So I think um, I think the Giants are probably pleased with the work they were able to put in this week. And yeah, one of those nicks and bruises – Art was wide receiver Colin Johnson, who was on the men from an Achilles injury, suffered a knee injury in the game. What's the latest on him? Yeah, it was unfortunate for to see that, um, you know, coming back. Uh, you know, he's been running really with the second team. Uh, you know, he's really become a fan favorite, I think, just because of what he went through last year. He had such a good training camp last year and in the preseason, and then he tears his Achilles um, in practice on the grass. Uh, so it wasn't even the turf, but uh, um, there was there were no details as far as what was going on after. But 
you know, watching him walk around on the sideline, you could definitely see, I mean, he definitely twisted something. I mean, I, I don't know how dire it is. Uh, they really didn't have any information. Brian Dable didn't have any information specifically about Johnson, but it can't help him in a com in a competition where uh, it's a numbers game and he's also coming off of an Achilles. So, um, you know, where he falls now, the longer he stays off the field, the more likely that it looks like, um, you know, he might be headed to maybe a practice squad possibility uh, if they were able to keep him on the roster the entire time or they, they may have to IR him. And in that case, it would probably be an injury settlement at some point and he may end up, you know, going elsewhere. You know, in the in these preseason games, obviously the, the results of the games really don't mean anything and you're really looking at, you know, battles for certain spots, but there's also a lot of human interest stories in in training camp and in preseason. And I, I'm a sucker for these. I love a good local, uh, heartfelt story. And, it, and I bring this up because you just wrote a story about quarterback Tommy DeVito, and and on cue he comes out with a performance on Friday night where he throws for 155 yards. A touchdown also was was picked off once, but he's from Cedar Grove, New Jersey. You just wrote a story about him and uh, growing up 20 minutes, uh, living 20 minutes away from MetLife Stadium. Um, I'm sure you were thinking about that as you watched that unfold. Hey, I just wrote a story about this kid um, who who grew up around MetLife Stadium, and and here he is playing and and having some fun and having some success in his uh, first taste of pro football. Yeah, no doubt. We were, we were trying to come up with nicknames. You know, would he be Tommy Dollars? Would he be Do- somebody said Tommy <laughs> Nichols? You know, trying to figure out the whole Danny Dimes thing. Um, no, but, you know, look, De- DeVito is trying to prove that he can be a developmental quarterback that they want to keep on this team and the practice squad. I mean, they brought in a couple guys, one in the spring, one if they flirted with at the beginning of training camp. Uh, and he's held on to this third spot behind Daniel Jones and, and Tyrod Taylor. And he doesn't have any delusions of grandeur. He's not looking at it saying, I'm going to beat out Tyrod for the number two spot. Uh, but two things for the DeVito story that was great. Uh, you know, he he went to Don Bosco, which yeah. is obviously a powerhouse in North Jersey. Uh, one of his teammates, when he was a freshman, a senior, was Tommy Sweeney who is now in his fifth year in the NFL, and also he happens to be his teammate with the Giants, who caught DeVito's touchdown pass tonight, Tommy Sweeney. So that was really cool, the fact that the two of them uh, were able to combine. You know, I had joked with them a couple weeks ago about how we have to do a story. You're the Burden County guys. You know, even though you're from Cedar Grove, uh, DeVito, you know, you're still an adopted Burden County guy being at Don Bosco. So at some point they're going to be – they're going to be on my podcast together, so we're going to have a lot of fun. And as Sean O'Hara said on the broadcast, you got a bunch of good fellas. You know, these, these, <laughs> these Jersey guys, um, you know, being a part of it. Well, the one other thing for DeVito, Peter, that I would tell you is that to show how far he's come from when he walked in the door back in the spring is that Brian Gable told the story. He said early, early in the spring, he had like a, he had a fourth, and goal, uh, fourth and long and DeVito took the check down to the running back on a fourth and long. And when he got to the sideline, the coaches just kind of let him have it and said, look, you know, you've got to sink this game. You, you have one play, you have, you know, fourth and long, you've got to take a shot at the game. You've got to give your teammates a chance to make a play. So the last play tonight was fourth and 15, and Tommy DeVito gave his, oper- gave his teammates a chance to, to make a play. 
chucked the ball deep downfield. It was actually a pretty good throw, uh, but the Lions intercepted it. But the Giants have never been happier for an interception because it showed that DeVito kind of learned from a young mistake that he made back in the spring, the idea that, you know, you just don't give up on a play. You know, it might the get the play might you might lose the game if you don't make the play, but it's a losing play if you just kind of dump it off and run out the clock and just say, okay, we lost, no big deal. So that was an interesting facet to the uh, Devito story tonight as well. Yeah, it would be nice if he makes the practice squad and sticks around. It's another reason why, and I don't know how you feel about it, but I've always been a big proponent of of the spring football leagues, and and here's a perfect example. Of where if you know if the XFL, the USFL, maybe they merge somewhere down the road, but as long as they can get the NFL stamp of approval on it and be able to have the NFL teams, like you know, send a player or two over and get some experience in the spring, and I, th- that would have Tommy DeVito written all over it, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, you look at his college career too, Peter. I mean, he started at Syracuse. There were ups and downs there. He ended up transferring. He went to Illinois more of a pro-style offense last year. You know, did pretty well last year for, for himself, but he was certainly not a, an NFL prospect by any stretch. I mean, he was an undrafted kid. He, he actually went to the Giants' local pro day, and that's kind of why they, they saw him, and they said, you know what, we like his moxie. Let's bring him in, be a be a third quarterback, and see how far we can, you know, we can mm-hmm. go with this. So, you know, I don't think they're looking at him as a, fi- a franchise quarterback you know i got a message during the game from somebody up in syracuse clearly somebody a giants fan who had a, an axe to grind from devito and up in syracuse that kind of thing and said yeah he'll probably be a career practice squad quarterback and my reaction was almost like you know how good that is yeah like do you know what that would mean to have a career as a practice squad quarterback in the nfl i mean and nowadays you can do it you can you, you can be a practice squad quarterback as a veteran uh so you know good for devito i think like you said some of these guys lose their opportunity because they don't get the opportunity to have that seasoning to have that experience so um you know it'll be interesting to see how he progresses the rest of the summer uh and how much more opportunity he gets because with no joint practices the rest of the way for the giants i have to think that daniel jones and tyrod taylor will get most of the uh, the snaps next week against Carolina, and if not next week, especially the week after against the Jets. Talking Art Stapleton covers the Giants for NorthJersey.com and the record, and you can also catch him on his All In Giants podcast. We'll talk about that in, in a little bit. But you mentioned Daniel Jones, and uh, obviously I'll bring up you know Saquon Barkley, the two uh, stories really of the off season. Daniel Jones gets the big contract. Saquon Barkley uh, is. You know, the unhappy running back as some other running backs are around the national football league, not getting that long-term deal. But, um, you know, Daniel Jones got taken care of and Barkley is here and putting on, you know, uh, you know, a good, a good front of being happy and ready to play. And uh, I would imagine that, you know, when once Barkley showed up for the start of training camp, a lot of smiles around big blue and uh, the feeling with both of them back in the fold uh, has to have the giants feeling pretty good about their chances this season. Yeah, there's there's no doubt about that, and I, you know, I think ultimately what happened with Saquon, whatever you want to say about how the running back should be paid, shouldn't be paid, whether he should have taken a deal earlier or not taken a deal, 
Uh, the reality is that the Giants knew Saquon. They knew who he is, and he would not be able to stay away from this team. You know, he went away training when Daniel Jones and Tyrod Taylor brought the offensive weapons out to Arizona to train. And, you know, Daniel Jones had people down in uh, North Carolina, and Saquon, I think, was thinking about going down there. And, you know, and then Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley were training by themselves in in parks around New Jersey and North Jersey. Um, you know, one, one point they ran upon, uh, a couple of little league teams that, that people were, were coaching. And, you know, you, 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 all these kids just start surrounding Saquon Barkley and Daniel Jones. I think, I think that right now, you know, Saquon, we went from, if he wasn't here, he'd be written about every day mm-hmm. to right now, because of the way the running game is, and you know, Peter, you know, you're not running the football much in the summer. You can't really gauge where it's at. Uh, week one is really when you're going to see how good your running game can be. Um, Saquon's just kind of going about his business. I mean, he, he looks looks good when he's out there. The couple plays that he has in practice and, you know, he gets a screen the other day and, you know, takes it 50 yards. We, we don't know if it would have been a touchdown or if, you know, one of the lines would have tackled him if they were allowed. You know, we're not really sure, but... Um, yeah, I mean, this offense as constituted needs Saquon Barkley. Whether they need Saquon Barkley in 2024 or 2025, well, that remains to be seen how this continues to develop. And um, there's no doubt that Daniel Jones is more effective as a quarterback, especially as a running quarterback, if Saquon is in the backfield to kind of draw some eyes and draw some attention away from opposing defenses. Daniel Jones looked so comfortable last season, uh, you know, with the head coach Brian Dayball and the new offensive scheme, and and obviously now with the Giants, who they, they, remember they didn't pick up, you know, the the fifth year option on Daniel Jones, and now they had to, you know, fork up uh, some more money and and you know a lot of cash to bring Daniel Jones back, and and he's locked up. Has has the new contract changed him at all? Has it changed his demeanor? Or is he? Is he still the same Daniel Jones that you know the Giants drafted, had big hopes for, and now have rewarded him with a big contract? You know, I, I don't think it's changed him. I mean, I, you talk to teammates, he still works as hard. He was always one of the hardest workers, if not the hardest worker. You know, you hear that cliche all the time, first in, last out, all that stuff. I mean, it, it applied to Daniel Jones. Uh, you know, what I think, and I, I've said this, you know, really recently, that, you know, Daniel Jones, his teammates have already always believed in him. I mean, since he took over for Eli Manning, his teammates are just something about the way he works that his teammates believed that Daniel Jones was the guy. You know, a new front office came in and didn't pick up his option, like you said, his fifth-year option. They finally showed they really believed in him. They put their money where their mouth was at the end of last season, and they gave him a long-term contract here. Um, I think what the contract has done, and, and in a strange way, I think Daniel Jones now believes in Daniel Jones. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't know necessarily if that was an outward thing that he had doubts, but if somebody tells you how good you are and then they back it up and they put pieces around you and they give you that contract, after what he had to play for last year, you know he could have been out. Joe Shane and Brian Dable could have easily moved on and said, we're going to go in another direction, and they didn't. And I think you kind of see that 
confidence, that belief in him that this is his system now. It's not going to change next year. Dable's going to be here. There aren't questions about, you know, who's the next head coach? What are you going to do for the offense? Who's the offensive coordinator? He did that. He did that for for his first three years in the in this uh, league and on this team. So um, I think that's the biggest difference for Daniel Jones that I see to this point is that he just he believes in himself. I mean, whether he agree, whether he'll admit that he didn't or he had doubts, um, I think they creep in when you don't play well and when your team around you doesn't play well. You know, you just kind of wonder where things are going. Where where am I going? What's the end game here? And I think right now he can kind of see a finish line. He sees a path to get to where he wants to go that that path was not there uh, two years ago. And I think that that's kind of what's changed with the contract. Couple of minutes left with Art Stapleton, Giants beat writer for NorthJersey.com, and the record. The Giants coming off a playoff year last year look very much like a playoff team again. They've improved in a number of areas, but I guess if there's one thing that maybe the Giants and their fans might be a little concerned about is is the depth. The, the Giants have tremendous um, talent at a bunch of positions, but Art is is the concern that if if somebody goes down or if, if two guys go down, that there's not enough behind them to fill the void if the Giants hit the injury bug this season? Yeah, no, I mean, there's no doubt. I mean, I, I think Joe Shane has improved the depth on this roster. Um, but, you know, he's only he's only two draft classes in uh, to try to build this roster. And this was really the only year that they were able to go on the free agent market and kind of replenish the, the depth uh, and add depth to the foundation that they're trying to build. So there's no question. I mean, it, they have a group of players here who are elite players, and if something were to happen to any number of them, um, you know, and you can go across the board, you know, if something were to happen to Dexter Lawrence, everything would change with this defense. Uh, if something were to happen to Andrew Thomas, everything would change with that offensive line because everything is built around Thomas. Uh, so you know, you don't even want to think about what would happen if Daniel Jones got hurt, uh, because we saw a couple of years ago when Daniel Jones got hurt. You know, they they basically had the the you know the Fromm and um, Glennon experience. You know, and they don't want to go down that road. I mean, so even though Tyrod Taylor is a formidable backup, um, you know, you're not winning a ton of games and competing with the Eagles and the Cowboys if Daniel Jones is in your quarterback playing at a high level. So. Absolutely. Depth, depth is still a question. Um, you know, let, let's see. You know, let, let, I think they've improved depth in, in certain areas, but if you lose those key players, um, it, it definitely takes a hit. And then you, you, they have a bunch of guys that could, that could rise above the X's and O's and make plays that can change games. Uh, and uh, they can't afford to lose really any of them because at this point – it's such a fine line, and their room for error is still pretty razor thin in terms of trying to compete with the Eagles and the 49ers, and then to a lesser extent, I think, uh, the Cowboys ahead of them, and then you know we'll see what, other, what else shakes out in the other divisions. And let me close by asking you, Art, about your All In Giants podcast. I know you're watching the, uh, the clips and, uh, and everything on social media about it. I know you've been having a lot of fun with it. How much fun has it been? And can you tell us about some upcoming episodes? It, uh, yeah, thanks for mentioning it. Uh, it. 
you know, we've had fun. We're already on season three, which is pretty crazy. We started it the year, the summer after, uh, not that COVID was done, but the, the 2021 season. So that was always challenging. Uh, it's fun to kind of get some of the players on uh, to talk, uh, talk about themselves, talk about their journey. And this had been in the works a couple weeks ago, but now I think it's going to happen this week and talk about timing. We had, I had set it up with Tommy DeVito and Tommy Sweeney, uh, kind of a two for one and have the two Bosco guys come on and talk about what they knew about each other back then and what it's like from different perspectives, trying to fight to make a team because Sweeney's on the bubble just as much as, as DeVito is. So, uh, yeah, that, that'll be next week's, uh, that'll be next week's podcast. We're hoping to nail it down one of those days and, and have them. So I think people in North Jersey, uh, or even football fans in general will appreciate the different perspectives from guys trying to make the team. This is a time of year where, you know, Peter, you know, you're around teams, you, you know, you were a beat, writer, a beat reporter for a long time. Um, you know, those stories, the guys who know, you know, the next morning they pick up the phone and it's someone telling them to bring their playbook in. Mm -hmm. It's real. It's real. And that's something they carry with them every day, knowing that their job, uh, the dream job, could be over so we get into a lot of that with the uh with the podcast and uh we just started up a newsletter too peter so uh mm -hmm. if i can tease that at sure. north jersey com backslash all in and uh, all you have to do is put your email address in and you get a, a newsletter exclusive content delivered to your mailbox uh your inbox every Friday morning at 10 a.m. And uh, we're going to have some fun with that, too, kind of tell stories of Giants fans, how they became a Giants fan. I've already started getting emails. We had our debut uh, newsletter on Friday morning, this past Friday morning. And, uh, you know, we're going to have some fun with that, too. But uh, appreciate everyone, uh, you know, being a part of the coverage and appreciate you kind of giving a little shout-out. No problem. My pleasure. And, Art, thank you so much uh, for spending some time with us on this Saturday morning. Uh, enjoy the rest of preseason and training camp. I, I hope to come out there at some point. You know, I know Pat Hanlon likes me, even though I bleed green. I know he likes <laughs> me and usually will say yes to, to me and the family coming out to see a practice. So maybe I'll see you out there, but hopefully definitely see you during the season. Sounds good. Hey, two Saturdays from now, Giants-Jets. Maybe you can uh, head on over with the the best young long snapper on Long Island. <laughs> we we definitely have the the event circled with a question mark next to it. We'll see what else pops up. But thanks again for joining me. Absolutely, Peter. Have a great night. Art Stapleton from NorthJersey.com on the record. Giants beat writer also does the All In Giants podcast. We thank him for joining us here on the fan on the Saturday morning. Peter Schwartz. With you, we'll be back with your phone calls at 877-337-6666 when we come back here on The Fan right after this. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. 
Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.